everyone and welcome to Two Words with Taku. I'm Taku Mbudzi and I'm recording this podcast in sunny Melbourne, Australia. This podcast is all about writing, how much I love writing, but also different aspects of it. So whether it's the technical stuff or it's the creative stuff or if it's stand-up comedy stuff, all sorts, anything and everything, reviewing books, talking to people, Look, it's, it's all here and there are no boundaries within that whole theme around writing. But today is a different kind of day. Yesterday was my sister's birthday and she lives in Zimbabwe and she just turned 15. Over the last few months, my sister and I have been in touch just talking about, you know, the joys of becoming a teenager, um, you know, living with parents and, you know, siblings and just so many different things that I went through at her age and I'm 19 years older than she is but what's so interesting to me at the moment is the fact that I'm starting to watch my sister grow up into this beautiful young woman you know who has a personality a certain way who likes certain things who has opinions about everything and I'm so full of love for my sister but then now I'm starting to go wow I really want to be able to mentor my sister And it's one thing to be a sister or to have a sibling. You know, we just have that relationship and we, you know, we might take that for granted. But for me, I I intentionally want to build into being there for my sister and helping her be a stronger woman, a stronger creative person, a stronger, you know, human. And so I've been thinking about how the last few years I've spent so much time working with teenagers and young people in Australia. So talking to kids about what it means to work out who you are, what it means to be comfortable in your skin. And this is a thing that my sister's sort of going through right now, you know, starting to look at herself and her friends and compare and, you know, starting to have those kinds of very real discussions. And... It got me thinking about, you know, the the work that I've done with these kids and some of the things that I tell them. And I went back and watched one of the speeches that I gave to um, some teenagers at a leadership conference. And yeah, I really felt as if, oh, I really want my sister to watch this or to hear this. And I don't think I've ever really sent her any of my links. And And so that's something that I'm going to do is just send her links of me speaking to other teenagers and see what conversations come out of that. But yeah, I just thought I'm going to share with you guys this speech that I did more than a year ago. And I was talking to a room full of about, I don't know, 2000 teenagers, so high school students, which sometimes can be a tough audience. But I went in to talk to these kids about how they shouldn't conform. Those two words were the overarching theme of my talk, don't conform. And the theme for the whole leadership conference I was speaking at for those kids was mastering the little. How doing the little things and you master those things is such a big deal it's a big deal to get into the bigger picture and it's kind of weird re-watching my myself on screen because often I will write a post or I will speak and then I don't really think about it again I don't sit there and just re-watch myself but I've just done that in the last few minutes 
you know, before I thought about doing this episode. And it was just another reminder to myself of the things I was reminding those kids about. And then now looking to, you know, inspire within my sister as well. So I don't know, it just feels like a good time to share this episode because I'm still in this space of not wanting to conform, learning how to master the little things that I am doing, but also, you know, being so passionate about what, you know, what I'm feeling and fighting for it and standing up for it and then wanting to teach others. So I I really hope that you enjoyed this talk. It is one of my, um, I guess it shows the style of my keynote speaking as well. It also shows the style of keynote speaking that I do, especially when I work with young people. And yeah, I I just hope it makes you smile. So you're about to listen to me share with these teenagers why I use cartoons and comedy to spark curious conversations. You can find me and my speaking and writing adventures at taku.com.au. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a fabulous day. Our next speaker has been celebrating cultural diversity on Australian stages, radio, and TV since 2006. Now, she's broadened her reach to include a YouTube channel featuring interviews, ideas, and animated videos. Taku Scrutton was born in Zimbabwe, a country in southern Africa, just in case you didn't know. Now based in Perth, Taku uses her stories and experiences of multiculturalism to promote friendship, inclusion, and empowerment in Australian schools. She's here with us today to share her passion for inspiring the youth of Australia to find their voice. Can you please put your hands together for Taku Scrutton? bottom of my soul. I believe I am more than enough. I believe that my voice can make a difference. I really do. And I have so many ideas, so many stories, but today I'm going to tell you three little things that I tried 
that terrified the heaven the jeebies out of me. That people told me, nah, dude, don't do that. Like, seriously, really? But I did it anyways. And today I'm going to tell you about cartoons and comedy and how they're helping me spark curious conversations about anything and everything. So Taka TV, I'm a cartoon. Now, the theme for today is master the little, but my two words are don't conform. Don't settle for mediocrity. Don't be boring. Be excited to be different. Be proud to be unique. I am so proud of my African culture, but I am so proud to be Australian. And like I said, so many people told me I need to fit into a certain box, and it just didn't work. And so now my passion, my passion that stirs my soul is to get young people speaking up, which is leadership, and speaking out, which is advocacy or standing up for something, a cause, a reason, somebody, something that just makes you feel alive. So this photo was taken a couple of years ago, and I speak at school assemblies, and I was talking to these kids about just being happy with who they are. And one thing I like to do in my talks is I tell them a bit about my culture, where I've come from, that's why I opened up with a song. And in fact, you guys were so good, you were clapping really well. So should I, should I teach you how to greet each other in my language? Yeah. yeah? Okay. So in Zimbabwe, we say maskati, which means good afternoon. Maskati? Oh, great. And then in Zimbabwe, the women clap their hands like this when they greet each other. So women, clap your hands like this. Yep. And sometimes you even do a little curtsy, like, yay, hi, how you doing? And then the guys, you clap your hands like this. Yeah, can you hear they sound a bit different? Okay, so quickly turn to the person next to you and say mascati. <laughs> we do that when we're really happy. <laughs> so, hey, I like you guys. <laughs> All right, so why, why am I speaking Shona? Why am I ululating on stage in Australia? My story is that I came to study architecture. I left all my family in Zimbabwe, my parents, my siblings, my aunties, everybody. I rocked up here in Australia at 19 with no friends, no money, and no work. I've been here for 14 years. And in 14 years, wow, I have so many stories, I struggled to squash it into 15 minutes. But I've done everything from worked in architecture, I've worked in mining, I've worked offshore on oil rigs, I started a fashion label, I've done community events, yes, I've been on TV, I've done so many little things. And it was great for me, like, it was great, yeah, okay, I'm speaking, I'm growing courage. But then, got to a point where, speaking in more and more schools, especially primary ones, I was asking kids, what does friendship mean to you? And this was my first big idea that people said, don't do. I wanted to write a book with multicultural kids in it, with cartoons. And I wanted to use cartoons to help kids ask questions, be respectful, be curious, be creative, and ask about each other. 
based on the things that I've learned. And I wrote a poem called Multicultural Me, where I was just saying, you know what? Yeah, I might look different. Yeah, my hair takes six hours to do. <laughs> but we have so many things in common, like laughter, like love. We all want family. We all want to play. We all want to belong. And our voices matter. And when I went to the publishers, they told me, nah, dude, we don't know who you are. Where have you come from? We've got enough authors. We've got enough children's books. Oh, what? You've written a poem? Nah, we're not doing that. So they told me no. And I believed them for six months to a year. I sat on this idea that, you know what? Yeah, maybe nobody, nobody really cares about this book. But then something inside, you know that thing of not wanting to conform, not wanting to be boring? Hey, it ate at me. So I did it. And I worked hard, I saved, I tried to fundraise, and I did it. And it's done. And that is the best feeling. And now, those, oh, one clap, that's good, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And now those curious conversations I wanted to have, oh, to the MG. People are sending me photos, emails, questions, kids are drawing pictures. I'm getting love letters from little boys in primary school. Kind of weird, but anyways, that is how, on a national scale, my one little idea of drawing cartoons of multicultural kids, ABC Splash is like, yeah, write a blog so teachers can know how to use comedy and cartoons to talk about the tough stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. And now it's done. And you know, my next book is working with you guys. Because I see you and I hear you. Some of you guys are not eating properly. You have lots of food. Some of you guys are spending way too much time in front of the mirror. Some of you guys Seriously, he's just not that into you. I've been there. Trust me. So here's my next thing. Stand up or stand down. If you do not stand up, people will tell you, stand down. No, no, settle down. In your box. Shh, shh. I come from a family of crazy people. <laughs> These are my three younger brothers. And all of them do stand up. I have been speaking for over 10 years on stages, but I speak and I have a speech and it's kind of square. Yes, I put some jokes in there, but the thought of standing on stage and making people laugh on command terrified me. So last year, I entered a little comedy competition. I saw it on Facebook and I thought, you know what, why not? I'm gonna push myself. And I entered the raw comedy competition, which is a national competition, part of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. And you know what I did? I didn't conform, I told my story, and I started sharing some of the funny things that I've learned with my friendships in Australia. So people ask me things like, can I touch your hair? Oh my gosh, it must be so hot where you're from, not like in Australia. Let me tell you, when I got here, I got sunburnt and my skin was peeling for the first time and I thought I was dying. I kid you not, I went to the doctor and this guy is like, really? But that's it. That's what I want to start telling to grown-ups. Because grown-ups are going through so many different things. So one question I get a lot is, how come black people can dance so well? Right? 
So I'm going to show you a snippet from this competition. You know what happened when I entered? I made it to the WA state final. I got... <laughs> At His Majesty's Theatre. And this is a snippet of my dance tips, just from what I've seen. Hopefully it will play. Maybe swimming is to me like dancing is to some of you guys. I've been watching you for a long time. Let me help you out. Okay, so I'm in heels. If I fall, don't laugh. But, but this is not dancing. <laughs> ah, you know yourselves. Now, I'm going to teach you how to dance. Just adjust myself. You need to pick one body part to work with. And you need to keep your feet on the ground. Now, you're welcome to join me. You pick, let's say, your head. And you do this. You can go side to side or back and forth. Go on, try it. I'm watching. That's it. And try and do it to the beat. There you go. Where are my feet? On the ground. <laughs> so I have lots of jokes, lots of little anecdotes. But the joy of being able to share the wit, the humor that some of my friends and I have, that you guys have, you know, some of my experiences has been phenomenal. And now the next big dream that is scaring the hibimajibis out of me, because I'm still mastering the little, is I want to have my own one-woman stand-up comedy show. Yeah? And you know what I'm going to call it? Just don't call me Taco. Yeah, because I get called Taco a lot. <laughs> but that's it. So stand up or stand down. Try things that terrify you because they will open some crazy doors for you and you will discover talents you didn't even know were there and you might help people laugh a little, try a little, think differently. And that's it. And as you do that, teach others. And that's why I started Taka TV. So I can teach other people as I'm learning. Every time I take a step forward, there are people behind me who can learn something. So a couple of years ago, I sat on my couch and I made a little video. Because I was tired of turning the TV on and not seeing enough multicultural voices on there. And I, I put this video through for an audition and they picked me to represent all of WA. So I was on the project, interviewing the Prime Minister of Australia, and the whole time I was thinking, wow, okay, so it's okay to be different. It's okay to not conform. It's okay to just be me, because Australia is willing to listen. Anybody's willing to listen. But when I came back, I had people asking me, wow, like how do we do that? Wow, like how can I speak? The thing is, so many times we are looking far away for inspiration. We're looking far away for mentors. We're looking at celebrities, famous people, people who don't even live in Australia to guide us, to mentor us. Look around you. This is Zen, WA's first and only Muslim police officer. When I first met her, we were speaking at a youth event. And I'd never seen a Muslim lady covered up and she was a cop. So when I met her, I was like, um, 
so what's this? What's, what's, what's that? And we were able to have really hearty conversation about how we looked, our beliefs, what we stood for. And our thing is, we both want to see young people stand up for issues that affect them, whether they're real ones on the inside or they're external, like homelessness, like crime, like mental health stuff. And then I put her in my book. So you see someone local in Perth, right here, doing a little thing, championing our local Perth champions, can make a difference. And now Australia knows who Zen is. Kids know who she is. And it's wonderful to be part of that. Then I started Taku TV because I thought, okay, well, I've tried to pitch my shows and my ideas to TV channels. I've written so many proposals. That maybe people aren't, aren't listening and it's okay. I've started interviewing my friends. In this collage, there's an architect, there's a DJ, there's a photographer, there's um, a lady who started a hip-hop dance school in Perth. I mean, people who are, some of them, the underdogs. Some of them who aren't recognized or acknowledged because they're different. People whose voices aren't being heard. And that's what I wanted to do. Just give my friends, my people a platform so they can inspire other young people. Now my last thing is, please, be creative. Do not be boring. Nobody likes boring. And when I say be creative, I mean think outside the box. When you speak, don't just speak like this. Speaking comes in different forms. Speaking can be dance, can be writing, can be sport, can be helping people, can be, I don't know, doing hair. But speaking is from your heart. Speaking is when you express how you feel. So when you speak up, you're showing yourself. And when you speak out, you're sharing love. And it doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be boring. And I want to say to you guys, our young voices right here in Perth matter. Just from doing all those little things, the book, the cartoon, the stand-up, the Minister for Citizenship and Immigration in WA says, you know what, we want to hear from more young people. Why don't you come on my advisory committee and tell me what's happening in the community with young people? And I'm the baby in this picture. Don't I look good as the baby? Yeah. Um, I'm the young one. But I'm 33. How can I speak for you guys? You're in high school. You guys got to speak to hey, English. You guys have got to speak for yourselves. And that's where I am now, trying to get you guys to speak for yourselves. And now on Monday, it's Harmony Day in Australia. Did you guys know that? Yeah. yeah? It's also World Poetry Day. Now, I love writing, and I love speaking, I love cartoons, I love animation, and I am passionate about something. So I've written a video and made, made it, um, and put it on my YouTube channel. This is my poem called, Multiculturalism isn't a bad word, so please stop freaking out. Multiculturalism isn't a bad word. Yes, I've said it. Yes, that's what you've just heard. So please stop freaking out, because there are innocent ears about. Multi means many. That applies to an abundance of any thing. Multi-talented, many talents. Multilingual, many languages. Multi-grain, different sandwiches? <laughs> I digress. Multiculturalism isn't a bad word.
Yes, that's what you've just heard. Cultural means of your essence, what makes up your very presence, what you value, what you believe, what love you share with the world, and what lessons you gladly receive. So don't freak out because of a burqa or the hijab, or worse yet, death by kebabs. Seriously? Multiculturalism isn't a bad word. Yes, that's what you've just heard. The ism bit just ties it all together and gives the word street cred so it looks good in the dictionary and on the internet. Multi, many, plus cultural, ways of showing love and learning about the world, plus ism, together, equals multiculturalism. Many ways of showing love and learning about the world together. Multiculturalism is a beautiful word. Yes, that's what you've just heard. 16 tall, proud letters, 10 confident consonants, six very helpful vowels, six synchronized syllables. The word itself is an act of itself, bringing together different parts to make one beautiful poetic whole. So when you next hear multiculturalism on the streets or read about it online, relax and don't freak out. There are much scarier ism words about, like criticism, skepticism, pessimism, and racism. Multiculturalism, sprinkled with love and optimism, is a beautiful word. Now go and tell your friends, that's what you've just heard. That's right, go and tell your friends that I'm not gonna conform. I'm gonna be okay as I am. I am more than enough. I'm going to teach others what I know, no matter how little it is, because there's such joy in that. And I am not going to be boring as I do that. I am going to be bold and I'm going to be creative. My name is Taku and I love you. Thank you.